the fourth prestigious King of the Ring, Stone Cold Steve Austin, an incredible death. victory. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF. Because I've proved, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms, talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. <laughs> All he's gotta do is go buy him a cheap bottle of Thunderbird and try to dig back some of that courage he had in his prime. You're listening As to the, the sports King of the show. Ring, I'm serving notice to every one of the WWF superstars. I don't give a damn what they are. They're all on the list, and that's Stone Cold's list, and I'm fixing to start running through all of them. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was hey, doing this crap? Colts, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you're listening to the sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk. Trapaholics mixtapes. Thanks to Giz. Thanks to Giz. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the sports desk. Episode 229. It is your guy. It is your man's one more time. One half of your sportsologist, Dedrick L. Hicks Jr. And remember, folks, acknowledge me. And this your man, Black. We are back for another episode. One of your favorite sportsologists back in the building once again. D, you already know what it is, man. Let's get into it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got a few things to get into today. You know, as you get to this part of the sports seasons, it gets uh, a little bit harder to put shows together. But we do have the NBA Finals, which the Denver Nuggets are up two games to one on the Miami Heat. We'll get into all of the thoughts and opinions as that series uh, stands currently again game four is friday night in south beach 8 30 on abc and y'all chill on my phone man talking about where the show at y'all chill bro <laughs> all that in my phone bro multiple people here bro what the show is crazy bro it's crazy bro relax y'all relax we got y'all all right we was not gonna let the week go by without dropping some content for you guys for sure. But hopefully everybody out there is doing well, doing fantastic, doing great, positive energy and positive vibes. Hopefully the majority, if not all of you, are experiencing that. Black, let's go ahead and get into quite a few icebreakers uh, that we have here. So let me go ahead and get some of uh, the tunes going. All right, Black, let's see. Let's go ahead and start uh, right here in the city of Jacksonville, all right? We all know, well, most of us know, if you, unless you're living under a rock, that tides are turning here in the city due to the um, popularity and energy that the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, future possess, all right? And with that being said, a brand new stadium was rolled out um, on Wednesday uh, afternoon. And, um, you know, 
been living here my whole life, you know, and for something like the stadium and we're and I'm gonna put the link of the uh, YouTube video where you can go and see it in the description for those who have not seen. Most of us living in Jacksonville probably already saw it, but if you haven't, click the link. Anyway, for me being here my whole life and the potential of what's to come because you have to get some votes done and all this stuff, taxpayers and the mayor and all this stuff has to be uh, done um, before this thing can really get going. But for, for me to see what I saw in this video was truly remarkable that that could happen in my city and 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 sometimes we all if you're from jacksonville we probably all do this we treat this city like sometimes it's like not a part of the united states because of all the different things that go on in atlanta and los angeles and new york and miami and all these different places like that you get all of the major things that are happening there and uh and with this stadium it's going to bring things and i read an article yesterday we're talking about bringing WrestleManias to jacksonville we're talking about bringing the final four to jacksonville we're talking about of course the jaguars continuing hopefully to do great and marvelous things um with uh the potential that they have with especially led by that blue white angel it is pretty cool to now put ourselves in the conversations with other big cities because Jacksonville is the biggest city in America so to be in that conversation due to what this stadium is going to bring to downtown Jacksonville just was it felt really really good to see the potential that could be here black how did you feel about it oh man I loved it man it's it, it I was one of those ones I was like man could this really happen like here seeing what what I saw in that video I was like man like Jacksonville really deserves something like this, man. We hadn't had it. We hadn't had anything like this. You know, it was when we were a little young and the Jags first came 25 years ago and they redid the Gator Bowl. You know, that was a big deal as well, man. But 25 years later, everything's everything is different now. Like it's more up. It just looked more up to date. I mean, just I just I just like everything about it, D. It it it, it seems like it's finna give downtown. Uh, by the football area, the port area, that is finna look totally. Downtown. It's finna look totally different. It's literally finna be where you could go to Jaguar games and don't have to go to the game. You could just go hang out. Yep. It's, that's what literally finna happen when you got hotels and bars and uh, maybe a casino. Who knows what what they're going to put down there? So um, I'm interested to see how it looks, man. I hope everything. Um, they get it voted on and get get it approved. I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Donna Deegan, our new mayor, uh, I know that's probably one big thing on uh, on her list to do when she gets uh, gets sworn in to be the mayor. And uh, I think, think it's next month, either August. But uh, I'm excited for the city, man. We deserve this. And why wouldn't you want to do it at a time like this? When, and as D said, you got that blue-eyed angel. And then you got Dougie P and him that you finna have for 10-plus years. You know who? Who knows what can happen and hopefully and, and then you can like he say WrestleManias. Not even only that, you can you can get freaking playoff championships here. You can get free the uh the draft here. I mean just a number of things that can come here and um make this city man bring this city some more life and the uh the money that is gonna to bring to this city is it it'll be much needed, man. So it'll change a lot for Jacksonville to get this done. I'm excited. 
what what the future holds and i just hope everything go ahead and get signed off d so they can get to work man because it's going to be a beautiful thing to watch to see come especially especially when seeing you can drive by the stadium nine see the new football facility it's a beautiful thing to see man down there so uh, i'm excited about it man good big things to come for the jacksonville jaguars in downtown jacksonville in itself yeah the city man this all for the city the jaguars just be a piece of it uh Actually, I honestly think it's just a, they're going to be a small piece of it. Um, you're talking general revenue. You're talking about job opportunities. You're talking about reshaping and giving the entire downtown area, the immediate area, a s massive facelift. I don't think a lot of people see past the Jaguars with this thing. So I made sure that I took the time to kind of get my ducks in a row and read and kind of see where I can give y'all the information. You're, you're talking about an economical shift in Jacksonville with breaking that stadium here. And if, you, if, if you're not really into like, you know, the whole economical state that we're in as a country, there's certain areas in the country that are not going to have to deal with that. Los Angeles, New York City, Atlanta, Georgia, Miami. Like there's there's places that are not going to have to deal with this. Denver, Colorado. But when you have a tool like what this stadium is going to bring, your concerts, like I said, WrestleMania, Final Fours, possible college uh, national championship games, um, so forth and so on. Um, the opportunity is going to be here. It's just going to be extravagant hotels, casinos, new restaurants left and right. I mean, it's going to be something of, of, of great joy to know that where you live, the possibilities are, are going to be potentially endless. Uh, for what you can provide so for content creators and 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 youtubers and podcasters i mean just through and through and through is what i'm really looking forward to of course i want the jaguars to do well but what that is potentially what that statement can bring is going to be really exciting so shout out to uh the city of jacksonville on the potential and, and all the you know and i get it there's a lot of negative people out there oh they ain't gonna pass it oh our taxpayer uh -huh. dollars this oh i believe it when i see it yo how long y'all gonna be like this are y'all not gonna get on board with the changes that you see right in front of your eyes how long y'all gonna keep the mindset and I know it's easier said than done as us as human beings, and I'm not trying to preach to nobody. But listen, your mindset got to shift. I use this adage a couple of times on this show. I, I'm, I've been started believing what my eyes see. What my eyes see is a shift in Jacksonville. And if you don't think they're not going to pass this and this is not going to come to fruition, you might want to pack your bags and relocate. <laughs> because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So we're going to see nope. exactly how it goes, man. One last thing for me, man. Shout out to Shah Khan, man. He's going to go half on the, the two billion. Yeah. And and that's a big deal, man, for, for a man who owns the Jaguars to want to give back to this city, like you said, D yeah. also. And uh so I just want to give a special shout out to Sean Khan for going half with the city to get this project done. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, man, let's get into some sports news, man. Black news came down on Wednesday, late afternoon, early afternoon, that uh Chris Paul was informed by the Phoenix Suns that he would be officially waived. Now, conflicting reports came out later on that day where Phoenix came out and said, I, 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 we we didn't say that was going to be the case. We let Chris know that it was going to be a score. Chris Haynes is a well-respected reporter uh, for Yahoo.com, and Chris Haynes got that information from a very, very reliable source. And if you put two and two together, that reliable source was Chris Paul. 
Okay, Chris Paul and his team were informed by Phoenix, and Chris Paul, who has a great relationship with Haynes, let Haynes know what the situation is. You gotta read the tea leaves or something like this. When Chris Paul puts out a statement, say he looks to go to a contending team and play for many, many more years, he is selling himself to the league, letting him know, hey, I ain't trying to go nowhere. Me and Phoenix's relationship is just probably completely over with. Now, Black, let's speed it up and have a little fun here. Chris Paul leaves Phoenix, leaving Durant and Booker behind. We know Chris Paul's career. He has been one of the most efficient basketball minds when on the floor. But the thing that we constantly think about when it comes to Chris Paul, and I hate to be this way, but it's just the facts, is his injuries when his team need him most. Black, saying Chris Paul stays healthy, and everything goes well for him physically. Where would you like to see Chris Paul land? Um, D, I honestly I don't know, but um, I want to see Chris Paul win the ring. And if you're looking at some of these teams who are who are contending for championships, uh, it's a it's it's a number of teams where he can end up. Uh, uh you see a lot about the Los Angeles Lakers. You see a lot about uh maybe Boston. And I remember you said that too when we was having a conversation. Well, on the last episode, we, we were saying he would be a great fit in Boston with uh, with Tatum and Brown if they could keep Brown mm-hmm. and to, to literally get the ball out of their hands and let him play make for, for them. Yep. So uh, that could be a good spot for him, D. And um, I, I don't know, maybe he could, maybe maybe the Clippers, the Clippers ain't got a sound point guard over there. Mm-hmm. You know, he could maybe, could would he go back to the Clippers and go back to L.A., either one of the L.A. teams, D? Mm-hmm. He has, a, I think Chris Paul has a few options here. Of course. A few places yes. he could go at, yes. but I think he, he I yes. think he want to put himself in a pes- the best position yeah. with the best team that could get him back to a, to a finals. Yeah. And I think Chris deserves that, man. And, and like he said on the podcast the other, other day, is that that's the only thing that's really haunting him, not being able to uh, have a championship, man, because it's long overdue for Chris. He's one of the players that, if you look and didn't know the game, you would say, oh, he, this guy must have a championship, but he doesn't, you know? So uh, it could be a number of places, D. You know, if I'm if if, if I'm a guy and, and I had to choose, I would, of course I would want him to be a Laker to play with LeBron. I think that would be awesome, you know, for him to be there with LeBron, and LeBron, they could just play ball and let Chris run the show, so... It would be very exciting, and I think that would help guys like Anthony Davis having a Chris Paul there as well. So those are just some of the places, D. He he, he has a lot of options. I just want to see Chris go to the right spot, stay healthy and compete, and get back to the finals and ho- potentially win a, a championship. Yeah, a lot of times we get so fixated on the superstar talent and the superstar athlete, and we forget the team aspect of just sports in general. Mm. We're all guilty of it. That's why you get the... The 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 the, uh, the Jordan and uh, LeBron thing. Oh, Jordan got more rings than LeBron, so he's better. But you don't consider the conversation when it comes to the team and the team dynamic. This is another situation, and Chris Paul is going to help defy that for a team. You've seen Chris Paul to help develop Devin Booker into what he is now. Devin Booker is a top ten player in the NBA. He's a top ten player under the under the under the tutelage and the guidance of what Chris Paul brings to Phoenix. It's going to be very interesting to see. One, can Phoenix replace that value at least halfway with what Chris Paul brings to the game with getting younger? Because that's what they want to do. They want to get younger. Now, Paul, Boston, I would love to see him with JB and Tatum. 
That would be like what I would want to see. Of course, I would like to see him in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, a healthy Chris Paul and what he could do. But just the basketball fan in me, I would like to see what he can bring out of JB and Tatum in Boston. You can even look at Miami right now. Miami does not have a floor general. And with that team, another piece could help them against what they got going on in Denver. And we'll talk about that in a second. But... He is going to go somewhere where he has options. The Clippers are on that list as well. There are championship contenders that are going to be knocking on this man's door. And I'm going to say this. I think Phoenix is making a mistake. Mm. I think they are making a mistake. Mm. I get it. What they need to be trying to do is shopping DeAndre Ayton. And get some pieces for what you can get with eight. Well, they're trying to shop him as well. Well, that needs to be shop him as well. That need to be their own. It's both of them. It's both. They're trying to get both of them uh, together. But I think the one thing, real quick, there. I think the one thing about this is the you got to realize what's happening here in Phoenix. You got new ownership. You got, course, you yeah, got Isaiah, coaching, Isaiah Thomas finna move in as president. No coach, so, so new culture. I so get it. Yeah, they kind of want to get their, get get their own people in there. I okay. get it. I, yeah. I, I get that, but. You still got to play these games. You do. And I would like to see Chris Paul in a favorable a favorable spot for him. And that's just, uh, you know, sometimes when you look at a player who's played a long time, you kind of feel like he's, they're old, this type of respect. And as, you know, admiration of what he, this man has brought to the game, I, I think the majority of people would like to see that. Um, and we'll just see where he ends up. But he won't be a Phoenix Sun. Um, they're going to waive him. And he's going to have his options. And um, we'll see where he lands. But I think Chris Paul does have a lot of valuable basketball left in him. He's 38 years old, and, and that doesn't mean that he can't contribute in a massive way. That does not mean that. And I just think sometimes we get lost in the superstar value and not the key pieces. Look at Kyle Lowry, what he's done in Miami. Mm. Look what he's done. He's helped shape that culture to where they are now. Just pieces like that. Go around the league and see what uh, uh, just uh, – Pieces that you don't really get a chance to talk about on a day-to-day basis and what they mean to a team with a veteran presence like Chris Paul. So we'll see. All right. Um, what else we got on the docket? A couple coaching uh, hires. Uh, Frank Vogel. All right. Former Laker head coach. Uh, head coach of the bubble-winning Lakers championship team. Uh, is now the new Phoenix Suns head coach. Doc Rivers took his name out of the hat. Reports had came that Doc Rivers was set to be named uh, head coach. But... Um, he was pressured by his family to come home. All right. So Doc Rivers is going to choose family over basketball for once in his career. And he's going to go home for a little while. And Frank Vogel was, uh, I hate to say it like this, but he was then afforded the opportunity to be the head coach of the Phoenix Suns. Black, what do you think Frank Vogel is going to bring to Phoenix with Durant and Booker leading the way there? Well, I, we know one thing about Frank Vogel. They're going to be a better defensive team. Right away. Uh, offensively, you know, it's going to be what it is. You got Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. You know, it all depends on the other pieces that they can bring in. Would it be able to solidify the point guard position? Like you said, it could be something that could hurt them. But I know this one thing about Frank Vogel. He is a championship winning coach. Mm -hmm. He's won the championship and he knows how to get his teams ready to play defense. The Lakers team that won that championship in the bubble was one of the best defensive teams in the league. Top three. All year. So, um, he's definitely going to have them better defensively. It's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see guys like Devin Booker and Kevin Durant really Ding up and playing defense because that's what you're going to expect from your stars. Because mm-hmm. it's going to start with them. So defensively, um, they're going to be better. I like the hire for Phoenix because you want to see coaches like Frank Vogel, who's who's been there, done that, get a chance with a guy like Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. It's going to be an interesting fit. 
it really is going to be an interesting fit. So when I saw the hire, I was like, okay, I can kind of see the, the the direction for the DNA of the team. Um, but here's the thing, though. I mean, what pieces are out there in Phoenix to produce that defensive presence? Mm, they got to find them. <laughs> so that's going to be the interesting thing. Now, Durant and Booker will do what they do on their sides of the uh, on the offensive side of the floor. But you know, like I know to win a title, it takes a lot, and I'm curious to see how Frank Vogel is able to shape pretty much what's left of this Phoenix roster versus what they bring in, and see if they can compete. Uh, for a championship, so it's going to be very interesting uh, to see. All right, uh, Monty Williams was uh, hired as the uh, head coach of the Detroit Pistons with one of those uh, wild deals, uh, seventy plus million dollar deal for Monty Williams on a six. I think it's a five year deal with a six years coaching option uh, for the final year of that deal to go with that young upstart in Detroit. Black, I like this. I like Monty Williams going with these young players. Kay Cunningham and 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 uh, um uh what's my guy's name Ivy yeah Ivy yeah. and uh, Wiseman the the guard um Jesus keep forgetting his name man but they got a nice young pool of talent down there in Detroit I think Detroit is on the verge of getting in that seven to eighth seed play in conversation mm-hmm. with a little bit of guidance and I think Monty Williams is going to provide that. Anything or anyone who has anything to say about Monty Williams is nothing but class. It's nothing but class and good coaching. And everywhere he's been, he's been able to get uh, uh, probably the best that he could out of the situation that he was in. Black, how do you feel about Monty Williams being the new Detroit Pistons head coach? Well, it was uh, it was a good hire. I was like, man, they broke the bank for Monty. Yeah, they did. They broke the bank. But let, let's go back to the bubble deal, even before the bubble. You know, what was Phoenix doing before the bubble, before Monty came there? Mm-hmm. You know, Phoenix was what the bottom of the barrel team, just like Detroit is. Mm-hmm. You know, and once Phoenix made the hire for Monty Williams, things start looking up for them. People start looking People start looking at the Phoenix Suns in the bubble. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the only team in the bubble to go undefeated, mm-hmm. win eight straight games, mm-hmm. even though they didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But then the next year, finals. you go to a finals. Mm-hmm. You know, even though you didn't win, you lost to Milwaukee, Phoenix was on the map, and mm-hmm. they continued to be a number one seed in the playoffs. Each and every year after that, and this year I think they tell back a little bit. It was like the third seed or something, if I'm not mistaken. But Mighty Williams is a coach that's going to get a team to to great heights. And like you said, with this young talent Detroit has, D, I, I feel like I feel like it could be uh, a fresh a uh, breath of fresh air for for the Detroit for the city of Detroit. The team they need a coach like this. They need a leader like this. Happy for Mighty Williams. Uh, Phoenix made a mistake letting him go, in my opinion. Now he's in Detroit. Let's see what he can do with this young upstart talent. Kay Cunningham, I think he takes the next next level like Booker did under Monty Williams. So I'm excited to see where this team can go at D. And I'm with you. I can see them being a play-in, eighth, seventh seed, something like that, under Monty Williams and getting a lot of people attention around the league. They're going to be one of the fun teams in the league next year mm-hmm. to watch the Detroit Pistons. So definitely keep a close eye on that. All right, Black, let's get to some of this uh, 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 rumor mill information here. Uh, well, uh, Kyrie Irving. All right, Kyrie Irving is a free agent. Well, he is uh, uh in the last year of his deal with an opt out, um, and he has the ability to kind of control his own destiny. And rumors came out earlier this week that apparently and allegedly that Kyrie Irving has or will reach out to LeBron James to see if he can pluck LeBron out of Los Angeles to come to Dallas to join him and Luka Doncic and form the next mighty, mighty, mighty super team 
in the NBA. Now, how did all this get going? Well, Dallas uh, Mavericks representatives, somebody leaked out information that they will not oversee a trade for Kyrie Irving to go to Los Angeles. That's where this all started from. And then Kyrie's team, that's who done this, Kyrie's team, they leaked out this information of them trying to orchestrate a power move with getting Braun out of Los Angeles to come over to Dallas. Okay, so... <laughs> The duo, the duo of James and Irvin was electrifying, brought a championship to Cleveland, multiple finals appearances, and just really put the kept the Cavaliers on the map. Um, in some regards, you know, you know, some people looked at LeBron as 1A and Kyrie 1B. I didn't really see it that way. I saw LeBron as Batman and I saw Kyrie as Robin. So if you want to use that as equivalent, cool. When you have a duo like LeBron and Kyrie, which you've rarely seen in basketball, it's exciting. You're going to win a lot of games. But let's not forget, at one point in time, Kyrie Irving wanted to go and see if he can lead his own team. And that's cool. He went and he did not succeed in that situation. And now he's come around back to the idea of wanting to get back with LeBron. Cool. But here's the thing that I'm like sitting back tripping on. What makes Kyrie think that LeBron going to pack up Savannah, Maximus, Zuri, Mama James, Springfield, ENT, Clutch Sport, everything that's in Los Angeles and come down to Dallas? Okay, that's not happening. It's not. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that is not happening, but I find it absolutely hilarious mm -hmm. that if this is not true, whatever, but it is, in my opinion, that it's hilarious that Kyrie think that LeBron would actually entertain leaving LA to go to Dallas to play with him and Luca. Black. What are just your thoughts on this entire, uh, how can I call this, poppycock of a story? Man, I think this is a ploy to get him out of Dallas. Yes, it is. Get, yes. I just, man, well said. Just, it, it is. Kyrie, Kyrie just up to his old tricks. Every time he get up uh, a opt-out year or become a free agent, uh, all these rumor mills start dropping about what he this should what he do. do. This is just what he do, man. He want to play with LeBron. Like, I'd rather them just come on out and say it, Kyrie. And then him going on Instagram, man, don't believe what you hear. I mean, bro, everyone knows you want to play with LeBron James. Everyone knows it. You said it on a podcast and said you want to play with LeBron James. Yeah. So, don't tell nobody to, uh, don't, believe, don't believe what you hear in the media. No, sir. That's exactly what it is. Because... You did. You had most of your success when you was with LeBron James, Uncle Drew, Nike, all those good things you had when you were playing with LeBron James. So he want to revisit that, and it's going to be very, very hard for him to get back to LA. D. That's what that's what Dallas is saying. We not just finna give you up and let you go to the Lakers. That's what's so shocking to me. Like, I would never thought, like, a player like Kyrie and wanting to team up with LeBron, people would kind of be against it. You know what I'm saying? Because they played so well together. And, you know, teams don't want to just let a star go and play with whoever they want to play with. You know, 
Kevin Durant them guys didn't make a big hoopla about going to Phoenix. He just listed a number of teams saying where he wanted to go. And Kyrie made it perfectly clear that he wants to play with LeBron. But that uh, that we might not get it, D. We, uh, it, it would be nice, but it may not happen. He might be stuck in Dallas with Luka and see what they could do there. But I just it's just a ploy, I think, just to... Uh, for him to try to get out of Dallas and uh, he just responded to what Dallas said to him and told him. <laughs> Here's the thing as well with Kyrie. Mark Cuban ain't no fool. Mark Cuban traded away his entire team to bring Kyrie in. If Kyrie walks, it's just Luca there with me, you, Tim Hardaway Jr. And, 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 and that's it. Somebody else. <laughs> Mark Cuban see what he up against because here's what's going to happen. Now you can what the day is? The day is June 8th. Okay? We are currently recording this podcast at 7.17 a.m. on a Thursday. Kyrie Irving, some way, somehow, will not play for the Dallas Mavericks next year. He's mm. not playing for them. And two years after that? He's the only one that can get, they can offer him a max now. They're the only one that can offer him the max. Not a super max, the max. Two years after that? After he make his way out of Dallas? Because he ain't. Kyrie Irving ain't ending his career in Dallas with Luka Doncic. He's not. Luka Doncic will not be a Dallas Maverick. Mark Cuban has set this thing up for it to be a wreck. He shouldn't have never traded for Irving. He shouldn't have done it. Because now it's coming back to really stranglehold the Mavericks organization. Kyrie is going to talk and speak his mind. And when he speaks his mind, everyone and everything around it feels it. You gonna go through some things dealing with that dude. The only person who did not go through anything until he got to the last year of his contract is when LeBron went through with him when he wanted to get out and go to Boston and try to do his own team. LeBron didn't have no problems with Kyrie. Not one problem with Kyrie. There's a respect there. There's a level of respect there. It ain't going to happen, bro. Because the type of dude Bron is. And if Bron was on that type of time, after Kyrie moved around like he did, didn't return Bron phone calls, didn't want to talk to LeBron, got his way out of uh, Cleveland, Dan Gilbert went beyond LeBron James's uh, request to say, don't trade Kyrie till I get back to Cleveland so I can get a chance to talk to him. Dan Gilbert did it anyway. But that very same year, when Kyrie Irving was sitting on the bench in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals as a young Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and a young Marcus Smart were battling LeBron James, me, you, my son, and your son in the Eastern Conference Finals, mm -hmm. guess who got back to the Finals that year? LeBron did. <laughs> and I think Kyrie is starting to kind of have that on his mind. And he wants to revisit that again. That's just my opinion. This thing could get a very interesting, no, this thing will get very interesting with Kyrie Irving leading up to the start of next season once again. So everybody, let's get ready to enjoy the show. Get your favorite beverage and your favorite popcorn. And we're going to see how this plays out because the finals are going on right now and the sirens are starting to swirl about Kyrie Irving. Where or will he land? Can he play with LeBron? Here we go again. Here we go again because ultimately, he feels he's in control of his destination and no one will have any type of um, say-so in that. And he's going to make that very, very, very known. That's who he's become. That's the type of guy that he is currently. So pay close attention to that, man. Do I think he ends up in LA? LA? No. 
You wanna know why I don't think he ended up in the lane? Cause I think Mark Cuban's a dummy. <laughs> because if Mark Cuban was smart, he would look at the pieces that are in Los Angeles and what he could get back to put pieces back around Luca that would be suffice. There's a guy out there in New York that's the starting point guard for the Knicks. You know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The Jaylen one that Brunson. was in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Him. Mm-hmm. The one that was helping Luca in the Western Conference uh, finals. Yeah, and get, help him get that that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what he got back for Jalen Brunson? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and that was the beginning of what's going to be the end. As all after all this is said and done, of I believe Luka Doncic being out of Dallas. Mm. That's just my opinion. I firmly feel that way. Okay, but we'll stay tuned on that. All right, Black. I'm starting to get aggravated. Mm. I'm starting to get aggravated with a certain. Wouldn't happen, man. I'm starting to get aggravated. All right. <laughs> Damn, Lillard, what you want to do, bro? Oh man, love. Damn, Lillard. Damian Lillard. What do you want to do? Do you want to be a Portland Trailblazer or do you want to be traded? I don't want to look basketball fans. I'm going to speak for all basketball fans. We don't want to see you do this, bro. Don't be going on all this. Why are you? I ain't going to tell you what to do. You your own man. But why? I'm going to ask why. Yeah. Just in case you just so happen to hear this. Why are you going on other shows and podcasts Entertain the fact of being a Miami Heat, a Brooklyn Net. You don't want to play for the Celtics because you don't think it will work. What is this? Then you come out and say there's an understanding in Portland that we have a lot of assets. So you've already said the team that's around you right now, you've already let them know. You've told front office, trade them all and get what we can get. Newsflash, Damien, no one wants to come to Portland. Hmm. <clears throat> Nice city, I've been there. It's very nice. But no one wants to live there. Let's just call it what it is. It's cloudy, it's overcast, it's gray, it rains all the time. Look, people who have professional lives, who makes millions of dollars, that if they was going to come there, they would have been there. They would have been there with you, Dame, if they wanted to come. You've been an exceptional player for years now. But you, I hurt not one person. Kevin Durant has been traded three times. James Harden have been traded four times. Kyrie Irving, everybody have been traded. Everybody. And no one has landed in Portland with you. Are you gonna are you gonna realize what's going on? But now what you wanna do, now you wanna kinda walk a little lightly, walk a little gingerly. After all the years you down and you're loyal to Portland. You want to ride with Portland. Ain't, I'm gonna win a championship. Championships ain't everything. Everybody make. Oh, they not? You starting to feel that, ain't you, a little bit? You're realizing you're coming towards the end of your prime and the end of those days where you will have the ability to control something. Dame Lilla, for all basketball fans all over the world, we ask you, I'm speaking for the entire basketball fandom here. Go upstairs and tell that man to trade you. <laughs> Tell Chon- call, call Chauncey Billups on the phone and say, hey, big shot, I got to fly, bro. Would you just do that for us all, please? Because I don't want to see you go on a world tour saying what ifs and what ands. Tell my bam out of Bayou, that's my dog. Of course he is. Black, what's your thoughts on what Damien is out here doing, man? Well, it's three years too late, bro. Good 
Lord. This, this, this should have been your energy three years ago when Portland was about nothing and you was hurt, injured, and they wasn't doing nothing to get you no type of help. And nobody wasn't even coming to Portland. Lost. You you making <laughs> you you making screenshots of Kevin Durant head on Portland jersey. I mean, like, bro, ain't nobody coming there, bro. No, it's no one coming to Portland. You should have been trying to do this three years ago when you, Bron, and all y'all was out in Vegas for summer league, meeting up, hooping. You should have been trying to find your way out then. Because I'm pretty sure somebody would have gave up a really nice package for you to get up out of Portland. Absolutely. But then, all through the all through the season, you're putting out freestyle, saying you, you're loyal, <laughs> you don't stand on yours, <laughs> you this, you that. Cool, my guy. Will you be loyalty? Because you know what loyalty in the NBA gets you? Nothing. It gets your money, but it don't it get, get you what money. you really want. You can actually, you can ask your good old friend in Washington down there, Bradley Bill. Yeah, he know what's up. He knows what it is. Y'all one of a kind. Yes, y'all are. And man, look, you're one of those players who got has the luxury to be in the the seventy best players all time, right? Yeah. And you want to sit with a team that has no hopes of winning anything. Nothing. Like it's not even a man of Portland playing. Like, Playing. Nothing. It's playing. <laughs> it's nothing now, D. I don't understand it. Now he want to change the narrative about where he can land up, land at. Oh, and if Miami went, happens to beat Denver, I, thought, I don't want to go to Miami because they won the championship. Okay, you two. Now, if they win it, then you don't need to go there. Oh, they still need a point guard. It's crazy. Like, it's it's crazy what's going on with him, but D, I hope this year they can get something done with him. I hope this offseason, this free agency, we know how the NBA roll it out for us every year. It's going to be very entertaining. I hope we see him on the move. I hope we see him land somewhere because he's not going to do it in Portland. He's going to be one of those guys, well, man, if he would have went somewhere else, he probably could have did a, did a lot more than what he did in Portland. That's all he's going to have in Portland is all-stars, first team. That's it. No rings, no nothing. But, D, I don't know. We'll see what happened with it. <laughs> it's getting on my nerves. It's just, it's, in my opinion, it's three years too late. It's getting on my nerves. Yeah, it's three years too late for, for Damian Lillard. He should have did this three years ago, But don't in my go, opinion. Don't go about it like this. Don't go about it like this. You sit mm-hmm. up on somebody's podcast with an Atlanta Braves uh, hat on your head looking. Why are you doing this? This, this is my thing, bro. Just go up, go to the facility, get out of your car, go upstairs, and politely tell the owner, hey, bro, trade your boy. That's all you have to do. Go get your belongings out of the locker room and stay home until you get the phone call that you have been traded. You have the blueprint in front of you from all of these. Every super mega star in the league has been traded, but three of them. Giannis, Steph, and LeBron. Everybody else who's been wanting to go anywhere that they wanted to go, have they not gotten there? Have they not? (laughs) Kawhi wanted out of San Antonio, got out of San Antonio. James wanted out of Houston, got out of Houston. James wanted out of out of New York and then ended up in Philly. Now he in Philly. Everybody, Westbrook wanted everybody. Everybody. Paul George wanted OKC, ended up with the Clippers overnight. 
Ain't don't do it like this, bro. Come on now. You want to be traded? Go upstairs and let the people know. Call Chauncey Billups. Let them know. Hey, bro, my time done. It's a wrap. I want out. Somebody get me where I need to go. Put your list out there. Let us see what's going on and just go from there. Because there are spots for you, Dame Lillard. There are teams that could use your services, Dame Lillard. But you, if you want to remain loyal and stay in Portland, you're going to continue to go 37 and 46. Just missed the play in. You're going to have a hell of an all-star game performance. You're going to be shooting threes from the logos. You're going to be on ESPN Top 10 every other night. But when it's time to get down to that nasty, when that chip on the line, you ain't going to be out there. Mm -mm -mm. You know where you're going to be at, Dane? Where you at every year? At the crib. At the crib. A party, my boy. Yeah, a party. (laughs) Like we're doing right now. Damn, I, we love you here on the sports days. Ain't even no hate to you, bro. But don't go out like this. All right, Black, this weekend, UFC 289 in Toronto, Canada. This is the UFC's first stop to Canada. Man, I think it's over a decade. Vancouver, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over yeah. a decade since they've been there. Now, a lot of... um. Um, um, a lot of the, a lot of the fights on this card have been switched around. So originally, we were supposed to get the goat, the greatest of all time, Amanda the Lioness Nunez, uh, defending the bantamweight championship against Julia Pena three. That was the original call, but Pena got hurt in camp, rib injury, and she had to pull out of the fight. Now Amanda Nunez, she's getting a uh, not a, the most popular challenger, but. I told Black this the other day. She's fighting Irene Adalia Adania. A Mexican-born fighter. And I told Black this the other day. Um, Nunez better be ready to fight. She better be ready to fight. This girl is a brawler. She is. Irene is a fighter's fighter. Got power in both hands. She is not scared. Mm-hmm. And she's a bigger bantamweight. Amanda hasn't faced bigger fighters often. Mm-hmm. She's fought in taller fighters. But she has a fighting fighters like her. Amanda's a big bantamweight. Mm-hmm. This is going to be an interesting fight for the bantamweight championship this Saturday night in Canada. Black, is there concern that the lioness could end up losing her bantamweight crown? It's a little concern. I think it's something to really pay attention to because this girl possesses what Amanda possessed. She Power does. in both hands. She's big. She might be bigger than the man she, she gets be. in here. Cause I, she might I was be. like, is this sure this from battle weight? This ain't for the featherweight belt. Did you see the stare down? I was, I was, I was like, man. And then they, I was looking at, I did look at the countdown, and they was like, well, what's one thing that you know separates you from everybody else? And she said, I'm Mexican. And we know how Mexican. We know how they get out. We know how they serve it up. <laughs> you know, she on there talking about Julio Cesar Chavez. And was we know what's idol. happening. And we know how he used to serve it up. To you know the breath of his body. <laughs> But, man, this girl, like, I got to look at her, D, when you told me to go check her out, man, and she puts people to sleep, literally. She does. Like, her last couple of fights, people have been on their back. Yeah, man. And out of very there. physical. So, so, she is very talented. She's she's stepping she's stepping up big time now. Yeah, man. She's stepping up big time under the big light. She is. It's going to be interesting to see she how is. she handles she the is. lead up to this, D. She is. You know, I'm going to go and watch the press conference because I see they did a press conference yeah. the other day. So yeah. I'm going to go check that out. But, you know, when you step up and you're fighting the GOAT, man, them likes, them likes and that, that pressure is much diff- different. Real. But let's see what we get. I, I want to see a great fight. But I wouldn't be shocked if Amanda just be Amanda. What are you, you know, calling man? for this fight? Give me a prediction. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say we, oh, man. I'm going to say we get a... 
It doesn't go the distance. I'm going to say three rounds. Ooh. Stop at your Amanda. Uh, rear naked choke. That's what I'm going to go. That's what I'm feeling. I feel like Amanda looked very well in her last fight, getting the, uh, Juliana to the ground, beating her up. These are two big bodies here. I feel like she'll have a chance against this girl to get her to the ground. Her ground, her, her ground defense is not the best. She'd rather stand with you and bang it out. I think Amanda opens up her wrestling D, get on the floor, real naked, naked choke third round. Biggest fan of Amanda Nunez. I've called her the GOAT for a very long time before it was clear. Uh, she came through and um, did what she has done in this women's division, and no one has been able to come close to duplicating it. All the previous goats and greatest of her of, of the time frame, she has put them down, and she has put them down with ease. A la Ronda Rousey and Chris Cyborg, um, Misha Tate, Holly Holm—you name the list of list of the baddest women to ever step in an octagon. She has dismissed them with authority. There comes a time where you have to see beyond what the fighter has done. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say we have a new Bantamweight champion this weekend yes, at UFC 289. I think Irene has what a lot of other fighters that Amanda face don't. Julia had heart. Julia had no quit. She's too small. Mm -hmm. She was too small to endure the punishment. And you saw throughout the second fight, Amanda weighed on her. Mm -hmm. And wait on Amanda weighed on her in the first fight. But she just got caught slipping. Mm -hmm. This woman can dish it and take it. This is going to go late into the rounds. Fourth and fifth rounds. And I think she wins this by decision. And they take that belt off Amanda. Unanimous decision? I'm going to call for a unanimous decision win that she beats Amanda this weekend. Mm. I've seen a lot. and Have you seen enough? I've seen a fighter's heart on the line. When their heart is challenged, I've seen what it looks like. Some people have it. Some people don't. Irene has it. She has it. And I think Amanda has every ability to win this fight. If she goes in here and wipes the floor with Irene, I will apologize to Amanda before the intro of the sports desk is over next week. <laughs> could she stop Amanda? She could. Mm. Because I've seen Amanda once or twice before get weary late in fights when she doesn't get somebody out of here. When she fought Valentina Shashenko the first time, yeah. you go back and watch that fight. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. It was it could have went either way. But Amanda got that win. The second time she fought Shashenko, if you go back and watch that fight, it really could have went anyway, but she got that win. I'm curious to see how Amanda, at the height of her career where she is now she has nothing else to prove she can retire right after the fight and be the GOAT forever mm -hmm. I think this girl got the goods and I think she's going to test Amanda and I don't think she's going to quit and I think she has the heart to outlast what Amanda has been able to put on other fighters in the past I'm calling for a new Bantamweight champion mm. by decision unanimous victory Irene Aldana. Becomes the new Bantamweight champion this Saturday night. Mexico stand up.
They have two champions. We're going to see. We're going to see. So, <laughs> UFC 289 this coming Saturday live on, well, it is on pay-per-view on ESPN+. Plus. But here on the sports desk, <laughs> we have the links. All right. All right, man. So, pretty lengthy icebreaker. Like I said, we're going to make something out of really nothing. All right. But now it's time to get into uh, the NBA Finals. And, uh, man, uh, <laughs> this series is... Uh, it's a lot of variables. It's a lot of things going on in this series, but we getting ready to talk about it. What did you do in camp? It's time once again. It's ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's on a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here. Hey, this reduced lunch spoke, man. Come on now. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into it. The NBA Finals are two games to one uh, as the Denver Nuggets, Denver Nuggets lead the Miami Heat in the 2023 NBA Finals. Nuggets taking game one, Heat taking game two. Nuggets reclaiming home court, taking game three on Wednesday night down in Miami. All right, Black 109-94, Game 3. Before we get into last night's game, well, let's go ahead and jump into last night's game, and we'll come back on that second question in a second. Last night's game, going into it, me and you talked, going into Game 3, and you seemed very, very confident that the Heat could be in a position to take both games in Miami due to them taking care of things in Game 2. Are you wavering on your pick? How are you are you confident in your pick still about the Heat winning this series in six games? Uh no, I'm gonna stay pat. Okay. I'm gonna stay pat. We we this we know this is gonna be a series. I feel like this is gonna be a series of ups and downs. Okay. I mean the Miami Heat just gave a piss poor effort. They couldn't make no shots, Steve. Mm-hmm. It was eleven for thirty-five from three. Like that's that's uh that's not going that's thirty-one percent. Like that that's horrible. Mm-mm-mm. And they was much better than that in game two. Yep. If the Heat's making shots, they got a chance. But they have to make shots. Denver did a good job of Justin running them off the line in game three. So we're going to see what happens. I'm going to hold Pat. I'm going to say they even this thing up. But um, they have to make shots. That's their only chance because, I mean, uh, what the Joker doing, man, and Murray doing, man, it's, 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 it's just it's something new. It seems like something new, something fresh, D. You know, we didn't seen tandems take over with Kyrie, LeBron. We didn't seen tandems take over the game. Even Giannis and, I mean, Giannis and Drew Holiday, they had amazing series when they were in the finals. But this just seemed different. You know, both of these guys dishing out triple-doubles, 30-point triple-doubles, bro. Like, that's insane. Like, uh, Joker is letting everybody know why he's the best player in the league right now. And what other spot to do with that than the NBA Finals when the whole world is watching? You know, it's going to be a different t- – if Denver can pull this off, it's going to be a totally different tone about Joker and Murray and those guys next year. But the Miami Heat, they have to make shots, which I think they can. I think Jimmy will come out – Game 4-D and assert itself, and we get this thing evened up. But I'm, a, I'm staying packed with my pit. I'm, a, I'm, I'm picking uh, the Heat to win this in six games. First of all, the Miami Heat, y'all nasty for putting Udonis Haslam out there for 29 seconds. I just want to open up with that. That was nasty. 
Why y'all made you Donna's get undressed to come out there for 29 seconds when y'all was down 15 in the fourth? That was nasty work. I just wanted to start there. Black, this thing is O-V-E-R. Over. <laughs> no, it's not, man. You this ain't real. Thing, you still gotta play me, the game, hear bro. Hear me out. This thing is over. It's not. Hear me out. Game one, nothing to discuss. Game two, the Miami Heat shot 52% from three, and they only won the game by three points. Three points. It took... <laughs> It took uh, Duncan Robinson scoring 10 points in the fourth quarter. Gabe Vincent scoring 20. It took moving heaven and earth. For, hold on, bro. You. <laughs> it took the heat heaven and earth to get that victory in game two. In game three, we back to business. The Denver Nuggets, everybody except Michael Porter Jr. is firing on all cylinders. No, they not, bro. Who no, ain't? They not. Who Carl ain't? Caldwell Pope ain't. Six, Mr. Six points. Oh, you talking about yeah, points? Yeah. I'm talking about everything hey, on the game. Man, Defensively. He ain't doing nothing either. Okay, since he didn't do he nothing last night. Prime, hold on, let me talk to you. He nothing last night. His prime, defi- the person he defended the most last night, Gabe Vincent. Do you want to know what Gabe Vincent's number one was last night? Huh? I'm going to tell you. Two for ten from the field. One for six from three. A whopping seven points. Catavius Caldwell Pope with his primary defender. Adjustment. His primary defender. Adjustment. Next up, you ready for this one? Max Struess in the second half. Guess who's Max Struess' primary defender was in the second half? I'll tell you. KCP, one for seven. One for seven from the field. One from four for three point. And you ready for this? A whopping three points. And if you know about plus and minus when it comes to sports, Mr. Struess was minus 11. Mr. Gabe Vince was minus, six, minus 16. Primary defender, Contavious Caldwell bro. Pope. They're called adjustments. Okay. And I bet you next game, they'll probably have 20 apiece. Okay, we're going to see. <laughs> now let's get down to it. Because they're going to adjust. Let's get down to it. Yoke <laughs> and Jamal Murray are the best players on the floor. Kobe, Shaq, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker. Huh? How many more? Hakeem Olajuwon and whoever else was out there. That's what you get with Big Yoke and Murray. In the history of the National Basketball Association, you had never seen triple doubles ever. You've never seen it until last night. Until last night. The Miami Heat are overmatched. The talent disparity is apparent. (laughs) This is what I have been saying for quite some time. Eventually, talent will surpass your heart. Jimmy Butler and that Cinderella slipper, time's up. On playoff Jimmy. Did you see him in game two? Did you see him in game three? He's done. The magic has run its course. Well, you nasty for this, bro. He has done all that he can. Because when he looks across the court, it's 
killers over there looking right back at him. And them boys are just as hungry, if not more hungry than him. Big Yoke and Mr. Murray, they going to get that ring in five. The Heat won't win another game. The most competitive game in this series, it will be Friday night. The Heat will play stronger, tougher. They will be more physical. They will do all the necessary things at home. And, they will. And win. They will lose. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. is the only nugget that is struggling. And you know what the remedy was? You want me to tell you what that remedy was for Mr. Michael Porter Jr. Uh, last night, Black? You want me to tell you uh, who was that remedy for, my boy? A rookie! Out of the university, away from Kansas, Christian Braun. <laughs> Seven for eight. My God. 15 points. Took all of Michael Porter Jr.'s minutes. Michael Porter Jr. played 21 minutes last night. 21 minutes. Michael Malone, kudos for that gutsy coaching move to sit Porter down and bring in Mr. Braun. And my God. That athleticism was on display. Everybody out there for the Miami, he's saying, what and who is this? <laughs> and while all that was going on, Big Yoke. <laughs> Let me read these numbers real quick. <laughs> bro, you so nasty 32. for this, bro. <laughs> 21. <laughs> LeBron's never done this. Jordan's never done this. Giannis ain't did this. 34.9 points, 11.1 rebounds, and 10 assists for the entire playoff. <laughs> the entire playoff. And he's out there not even moving his feet left or right. This thing is over. <laughs> And I said it last week. If you if you heard the show last week, I said it last week. Hey, listen, if the Miami Heat can make this interesting and get us a game seven on Father's Day next Sunday, I would be very grateful for that. I'll be grateful for a game seven on Father's Day. So I can have me a great meal, a nice beverage, and watch a game seven for a world championship. But you know what I'm going to be doing on Father's Day instead? Huh? While I'm eating my dinner, I'm having my glass of red wine or my mango spritzer, my boy. I'll be watching rerun episodes of Succession, <laughs> Snowfall, Bruh, come on, man. You... <laughs> or something of that nature. Somebody give us some TV shows to watch here at the Sports Desk because it won't be a Game 7 yes, in it Denver. Will. Yes, it will. You nasty, bro. Black. I can't believe you right now. On here selling out about the Denver Nuggets, bro. It's over. Yoke, Murray, Nuggets won't lose another game. Jamal Murray stepped on that floor last night, set the tone, and then the avalanche came after that. And do you want to know who that avalanche was, my boy? <laughs> Nikola Jokic. Black, what is your rebuttal on what the Miami Heat can do to get back in this series and and change the thoughts of people like yourself who are now hoping and wishing for better. Let's, just, let's be real. 
You're hoping? hoping and wishing, bro. Yeah, y'all. Because when you watched the game last night, I wasn't around you, but I know what you yeah, were talking. I said, damn. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah I said, damn. Yeah, but look, bro. man, this is, bro, the, the finals are about adjustments, man. Okay, yeah, you're right. The, the, you're right. The Miami Heat are not, when they win, they're not going to blow nobody out. They're not going to do that. Okay. That just don't happen. Denver's a really, really good team. They're awesome. Okay. Yoke, Murray, those boys are good. But Miami... They're going to make shots. They're going to be more. They're going to be physical. Yoke is just going to be Yoke. They're going to be more physical with Murray. They have to find something to do with that pick and roll because that pick and roll was very nasty for Yoke and Murray in Game Three. I mean, they ran it to perfection, and I was like, "My goodness! Like, are y'all going to stop this or what?" No, I got tired of seeing it. I was getting dizzy <laughs> watching it. <laughs> I was like, "Man, it's crazy!" But if Miami can make shots, tighten up defensively, bam. Bam has to exert himself like he did in the first two games. You got to show up and play better basketball. He knew he wasn't he wasn't that good in game three. But um, if they make shots, they got a chance. Kyle Lowry got to make timely threes. He <laughs> he didn't do much for you. <laughs> he didn't do much. <laughs> Denver just made the right adjustments, man. They made the right adjustments because game two, Miami killed them for three. Was physical with Bam on the inside. Bam made mm-hmm. uh, good shots. Mm-hmm. Jimmy didn't do a whole lot, mm-hmm. but you got you got Struce that showed up, and you got um, uh, Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent that showed up in that game. I think Gabe Vincent had twenty six in game mm-hmm. two. So mm-hmm. I'm expecting them to shoot the ball a lot better, get this win and tied up, going back to uh, going back to Denver. This was Jimmy Butler's first game over twenty five points uh, since game um, since game two, I believe, uh, against the Boston Celtics. Since game two, we'll get the Boston Celtics. Black, let's just talk about it. Jimmy Butler, okay? He comes into the playoffs and he does this. He gives you these heroic, wild, historic greatness of games. But then that glass slipper starts to come off. I want to know from you. Do you think Jimmy Butler is going to muster up whatever he needs? To get the Miami Heat back into position to win a championship? Do you think that it's a possibility that you will sit and watch one of these next four games, because it's only going to take two more, for Jimmy Butler to get in that bag and pop you off a 35 to 40 piece? Well, in the words of Uncle Shea, say, man, I think he got one versaroso in him. I think he can give you one. I think he can give you one, but everybody going to have to play their part. <laughs> Everybody gonna have to play their part, bro. Okay. This this thing go. This thing can get ugly, but I think them boys up for the task, man. They ain't been up against it the whole playoff. They're eight seed. They're eight seed. They're what? They're eight seed. Oh. They're eight seed. Now it's coming out. But no, it's not coming out. Oh, okay, They're my bad, seed, my bad, bro. All right, all right, all right. You know, I'm picking them. Still picking them to win this series, man. And how many games? In six games. So let me ask you this: <laughs> you, <laughs> you have them beating the Denver Nuggets. Three out of the next four games. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I just want to ask. Yeah. I think okay. they could do it. Okay. I think they could do it. Okay. Yeah, they okay. just got to be ready to rock and roll, man. If everybody chip in and do what they need to do. And then if, if we get the old Tyler Hero back, we're going to make it be. That's, uh, that's an happening. Hey, that's going to be an extra 20 points right there. No, you it's know not. What I'm saying? We don't know. He I do know. He, won't, he will not come back and start. Eric Sporter said if he comes back, he'll play 10 to 12 minutes off that's the That's good. We could take that. I'll take that. You need some shot making, man. You got to make shots. That's how you beat these guys. You got to make shots. Okay. You know, so uh, right. we're going to see what happened in game four. I'm excited. Like you say, <laughs> this is going to be the best game of the series. It is. If Denver win this game, I'm, uh, 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 it's over. 
if Denver wins this game. It's over. But they're not going to win this game. The Miami mm, Heat is going to win this game. How confident you feel about that? You want to put a smoothie yeah. on it, my boy? Yeah, I'll put a smoothie on it. Okay, I want my smoothie. Yeah, that's cool. All right. That's cool. Game four. Game four. A smoothie bet. Yes, 2-2 two, two going back to Denver. Okay. 2-2 two, two going back to Denver. Then we going to... See, then if they, see if they, then, my, then, my, then my prediction messed up then. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, six games ain't happening. Yeah, six, so it's going seven. Go, go ahead and change <laughs> Go, 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 go ahead and change your prediction, my boy. Go ahead and change. Go ahead. We, we need to hear you on the sports that say it's he going seven, seven nine. He what is seven. it? Okay, there we he go. Seven. Okay, there we go. There we go. Now, but I man, I'm excited though about the series, yeah. man. I'm happy we seeing the. I'm happy we getting to see Yoke on the stage, man. My and, lord. And we had a conversation that we talked about. We was like, man, what? What does Yoke doing? What does that mean for guys like Giannis and those guys? Like, what does this mean? What he doing? You know, is, is he is he taking their spot now? You know, and we, people was like the accolades that Giannis got. They, some people think he still kind of got a hold on being best player because of the, all the accolades he got. Defensive player of the okay. year, a, a title, okay, two MVPs, okay. But um, Yoke making a claim for himself too as well, man. But I love to see him on this stage, man, making a making a name for himself. This is wild. What's going on out here? Mm-hmm. This is wild. What's going on out here? I watched this game. I didn't even want to watch the whole game. I had to be to work the next morning. I just wanted to go to bed, but I couldn't take my eyes off Yoke. I couldn't take my eyes off Murray. They was doing whatever they wanted to do. Remind you, they didn't play for nine days after they swept our Lakers. So now they got their legs back. They in the floor. Everybody hooping. Aaron going like he back in Orlando. Would y'all stop? Hey, listen, Miami Heat, stop putting Gabe Vincent down there on Aaron Gordon. <laughs> hey, stop putting Struess down there on Aaron Gordon. He putting them in a blender. It's over. The Nuggets are bigger. They stronger. They longer. They are just imposing their will on the Heat. The Heat is a great story. They probably make a Disney movie about it one day. Disney Plus. Disney Plus talk about the 2022 Miami Heat. They'll find some kid to play Jimmy Butler and all that. Put it on Disney Plus in about another 10 years. But I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this now. I ain't never seen nothing like the cola. <laughs> and I'm going to leave it right there for now because we'll have a more deeper conversation once he wins the title and he gets his first finals MVP. We'll have a deeper conversation about Nicola. After the finals are over on Monday. Yeah, Monday. Game five back at Denver. Yeah, Chip. Chip. Larry O'Brien and uh, the what it is, the uh, Bill Russell MVP award. Yeah, get all that to Nicola. Matter of fact, make sure his brother's up there on stage with him because they deserve to be up there with him when he get all that. Yurt. Miami Heat. You needed to win game three. And you didn't do that. The plus minus is disgusting. Aaron Gordon plus 16. Even Michael Porter Jr. did not play well at all. He was still plus 11. He still gave you seven rebounds. and uh, uh, um, uh, Plus 15 for Nikola Jokic. Plus 14 for Jamal Moore. Plus 14 for Contavious Caldwell Pope, who's about to get his second ring in three years. Bruce Brown plus eight. Christian Braun. My God. It's real out here. Let's go to the Miami Heat, Black, and we're going to wrap this up. Mm, Jimmy Butler, minus 11. 
Kevin Love minus 10. Kevin Love can't start no more. They put Kevin Love out there for game two and it worked. I don't know why they rolled him out there for game three. Kevin Love, look at these god-awful abysmal numbers. Two for five from the field. Nasty. Only two rebounds. What? Minus 10 on the floor, a whopping six points. My man played 16 minutes. Good God. Jimmy and Bam played for 40 plus. Jimmy with 28, Bam with 22. Look, let Bam score. <laughs> Mike Malone know what's happening. No cola, don't guard him. Let Bam shoot wide open jumpers. They people, you know what we should be at. But Bam hooping, bro. No, he not. Bam wide open, bro. Hitting wide open jumpers. He's an NBA player. That's what he's supposed to do. Now he playing his heart out on the defensive end, but on the offensive end, stop this now. Stop this. <laughs> Nicola not even guarding the man. You want Bam out of bio doing what he doing because if he doing what he doing, clank pushing up the court. Because you ain't got no three-point shooters out there making, making it rain out there in South Beach. But, hey, I respect the Miami Heat. They will come to fight. It will be a battle of a game. It will be guts and glory of a game. But I think the, the Denver Nuggets win game four. Close. Close. I'm going to say Denver wins 104-101 game Friday to take a commanding Three games to one lead in the NBA Finals. They will go back to Denver on Monday. The next time you hit a sports desk, we'll have a champion. Mm. The next time you hit a sports desk, you will have an NBA champion. Black, mm. I'm going to ask you one more time before we wrap this thing up. You ain't got to ask me no more. Okay, I just, I, just, I, no I gave you a lot to think yeah, about yeah. and a lot of facts. I remember right watching here. softball game. So that tell me everything I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> that let me know everything I need to know since you gonna we're gonna wrap this up so you can keep your eyes on Florida State versus Oklahoma in the national championship series of softball for college athletics. Tell me you right, my boy. You told me everything that I needed to know. All right, man. So that is going to wrap up this episode of the sports desk, man. We are so glad that you guys decided to join us and listen to us uh, on the sports desk. It is always a pleasure every time we get the opportunity to do this show and uh, put it out to you guys, man. So thank you all for listening, sharing the episodes. Tell a friend, tell a friend, and tell a friend that there's another sports show that they should pay attention to, man. DM Black, the sportsologist. We are here doing our thing weekly, all right? So um, let's see. Coming up, man. Um, you know, right now we just kind of all over the show doing the show, doing the show and releasing it. I think your next show will be Tuesday. We're gonna wait until after Monday's game five, and uh, we will come back to you guys next Tuesday unless we get some breaking news. Okay. So, um, other than that, man, Black, anything before we get up out of here so you can continue to watch the softball game? <laughs> no, nah, man. Appreciate all the love and support, man. Y'all keep rocking with us, man. We're gonna continue to give y'all great content. Y'all can hit me on Twitter and Instagram. At Black ENL3, man. Y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it. Absolutely, man. It's your guy, man, Desiree Alex Jr. You can find me on Instagram, the Twitter, and YouTube. We could talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. We do have some new content on the way for football season, man. Y'all will be able to see uh, some sports desk content via YouTube. We are going to be rolling that out, give you guys a different type of feel and a different type of look uh, to the show, okay? So, um, yeah, that's pretty much going to be it. Until next time, y'all be cool, be safe, take care of yourselves, man. And we will catch y'all on the very next episode, 230. What uh, what episode is this? Black don't even know because he ain't even, uh, <laughs> what we got going? Oh, yeah, it'll be 230 next week, man. Y'all be cool, man.